0: What's up everybody, it's the Is Just Breaking Podcast episode number 37 And we got a special guest Now I know we, I always say we always got a special guest But this is actually <laughs> a special guest Because we actually got someone that's a professional Not just someone who dances We got a professional <laughs> guest We got the founder of Nexus Massage, Karen. Let's go.
1: (laughs) All right. Hey, everyone. My name is Karen. Um, I'm a chiropractor and massage therapist. And I'm one of the co-founders of of Nexus Massage and Rehab. It's located in Toronto at Young and Eglinton, where all the construction is happening.
0: (laughs) So if if y'all are going to go, make sure you go... 20 to 30 minutes earlier than your assigned time because you know that the TTC you sucks.
2: Left, you can't make left turns if you're driving, so remember that.
0: Exactly. Yeah, sorry Karen, I know I'm always late for the appointment, but I always have a reason because of the TTC. Yo, just gotta know next time, gotta go extra early.
1: Yo, Eric's always late. <laughs> Yeah, I think one of my clients—he's probably like a breaker so that's when he ran into you. I was like, "Yo, I just push all my appointments back because of Eric."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yo, oh my gosh, yo, I'm, I'm bringing in the b-boy time into the <laughs> into my real life. Yeah, that's that, that's really bad. I gotta fix that. That's, that's I mean. Oh man, but yeah, You're so mm-hmm. oh, so so Karen, always... so how long how long have you been uh, doing chiropractor and massage therapy for? Um, chiropractic. So I
1: graduated in 2015. I started practicing then uh, massage I got two years after so I got around like in 2000 yeah 2017 I think 2017. Ah, okay. Think.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, now, now for mm. the uninitiated what is the difference between a massage therapist a chiropractor and a physiotherapist because I, I think a lot of people especially mm-hmm. physio and chiro a lot of people like uh, they, they, they don't really know the difference between the two
1: oh, okay so chiropractors they go through a like it's like they're all like robust education but like chiropractic is like very very intensive education it's uh it's actually like a doctor of chiropractic it is actually a bachelor degree and it's four years after undergrad so it's pretty intensive um like when you come up you, you do get a doctor you get a doctor title you get to like diagnose um and such like that but one thing that really um differentiates the all the different professions is that chiropractors, they are allowed to do adjustments in the spine,
3: mm-hmm. whereas
1: physios and massage therapists, are, they cannot. Um, in, in terms of the approach, typically chiropractors, they look more for like alignment and making sure that, uh, like they look at the tension like uh, patterns as well to make sure like when the clients come in, like they're well balanced when they come out. Um, but like you, besides spinal stuff, we also do like extremities as well. Like we do like sports injuries. It really depends on like the chiropractor's style. So for me, myself, I do like I, I do like spinal care as well as treating different uh sports injuries like extremity. Um, for physios, uh, it's two years typically on under, after undergrad. I believe it's a master degree. Um, in terms of physio, again, like. It varies from individual. Um, mm-hmm. Some people might do more manual work. Some people might do more exercise based. I think the majority of physios do more active rehab. So, in terms of like exercising, strengthening, uh, mobility work, like flexibility.
0: Um,
1: and um, for massage therapy, it's also two years as well.
0: But oh, I think okay. I don't think
1: you need yeah I don't think you need an undergrad for that one. You can go straight from like high school. You can take a two year program. and get into massage. I don't know if that's changed. I mm-hmm. believe <laughs> that's how it is. Um, and um, you come out as a <laughs> therapist. You do get your license. It is a registered profession as well. Um, depending on the style or the therapist itself, they can do other like relaxation. Like most of those therapists are located more in spa um, mm-hmm. settings. But for our clinic, we do more uh, therapeutic massage. So we actually treat the issue, get into the depth and Uh, origins of like, what happened to the tissue, what what, like basically really um, get our patients to their recovery goals. So really like, um, I think, if you have to differentiate the three, like if you think of chiropractors, like probably like alignment and spinal, Feels mm-hmm. like mostly ex- like majority probably like active rehab to really differentiate them like obviously not all of them are um and then massage like 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 expert in the muscle field like in terms of like releasing ah, tension, attention okay. and that like that okay
0: mm-hmm. oh that makes go, sense then. okay <laughs> so, oh james oh, yeah go no
2: no i don't say, say.
0: oh okay perfect yeah so for all of you who don't know now you know now yeah. you know <laughs> Now this is a podcast about breaking, and yo, this podcast is the it's, it's the podcast for all the breakers out there, and this is why we brought in Karen because, as a b boy, I know all of y'all have messed up bodies, <laughs> 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 and and this is uh yes. this is the perfect opportunity for us to answer all of our pains, and needs, and whatnot. So now before we get into that, so um so like so how did you get involved in the breaking scene? And for the, all of you who don't know, Karen, the, there was a, there used to be a really big event called Ground Effects in Waterloo. It still happened, but obviously because of COVID. But if y'all don't know, if you guys went there, there was there was always a, like, a clinic there that helped treated B-Boys while they were b- battling. And <laughs> guess guess who was the person helping out with that? Karen.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah,
3: so was for me. all of you,
0: I know a lot of B-Boys went to Ground Effects, so you, you guys might not know or you guys will know. It's, that was Karen, yo. So in a way, you guys did meet her in, in some form.
1: Yeah. So um in, in terms of how I started in breaking, I actually was very interested in starting that in high school. But like people were super intimidating looking, you know. So,
3: like, oh yeah, you know the B like, scene. Laugh. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. And it, 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 yeah, like from a third party looking in, you're just like, yo, I don't want to mess with these people, you know? So mm-hmm. like high school wise <laughs> that like, you know, skip skipped through and then in university I I went, I went to Waterloo, right? So you know how there's like the SLC, there's like that huge yeah. area where people do ground effects, the, the event, yeah. right? And then when you look down, you see like people sessioning at the bottom of the SLC and I was like, oh my God, they look so intimidating. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, like obviously it's a male dominant feel, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then mm-hmm. like
1: everyone's like wearing the white beaters and
0: everything. Yeah, everyone's looking bummy.
2: <laughs> Everyone looks dirty and bummy.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, at least and in Waterloo, was, like, there's like, a lot like... of Asians. So it's not it won't yeah, be, it was, like, be as intimidating. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, I really wanna do this. But then like I got intimidated, but then it was probably in my second year that like I actually had a friend that joined uh, UW Breakers. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you know Aaron, yeah, Aaron Kim. Um, But, uh, and then I was like, hey, how's it going? And then he's like, yo, why don't you like join us kind of thing? (laughs) Sure, and then like, he he actually brought me into UW Breakers and Ah. that's how I met uh, the other people in it. And um, that's kind of how I started. I didn't know what i was doing <laughs> yeah honest, i probably did that for a good year or so i was, I was still kind of lost right like, mm. was, like all i really practiced were like moves right it wasn't really like i don't know how to connect it and and kind of thing like that um but i think it was not until after i met um matt kang from uh, uh, matt. gi from G- gun illusions he mm-hmm. actually sessions as um yeah as a UWB right so that's how, actually how I met him at the beginning and I guess you saw how hard I worked <laughs> and I was like the only, yeah. only girl they're doing is probably so bad so
3: kind like, uh-huh.
1: like, of so hard so yeah I, I like Matt King like really took me like under his wing to really mm-hmm. like teach me like everything that he knew like like how to connect moves like different types of uh, patterning like how do you really think outside the box
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, that really actually that's where like my breaking like took off from there and uh yeah like i really appreciate it he like introduced me all like to um ground illusions he introduced me to like frost like jerome like ill like burns and everyone magic so so
0: so so you're basically in ground illusion at this point huh i can't
1: say that i i i see them as family
0: but
1: But, honorary um, member of
0: gi let's go (laughs)
1: yes and um yeah and then i had my first battle at gfs which was oh. like, really sick. Yeah, it was yeah. really awesome. Um, I battled with um, uh, with Tomo and Eric. I don't know if you know that Oh,
0: oh Tomo? Tomo. Oh yeah, I remember Tomo. So he's okay. nasty. Yo.
2: Yeah, he's living in
1: Japan yeah, now. I I, yeah, I think he's. I think he's back in yeah i think he jumped back in japan last time yeah. i knew him, he was in oakville i don't know what now though <laughs> true, um, true, true. close to japan yeah and that's how i actually got more and more involved in the scene and met people from different crews and, and such mm-hmm. like that so i went out to jams um mm-hmm. uh, i and then after graduation I, I sessioned with um mostly at the gi spot because <laughs> so, yeah. i live there I lived I. In mm-hmm. as well ah, okay. I, yeah and then i joined uh, a frost um, he runs, like, a program for youth. It's, like, it's called the Rhythm Program. It talks about, mm-hmm. like, teaching them about the roots and culture of hip-hop and such like that. And that's how I knew more and more about it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I think I, I did, I practiced and trained probably up until chiropractic school and that's when chiropractic uh, school, like, destroyed yeah. me yeah,
3: but, yeah. I mean, you
1: know it's great i i treat dancers now <laughs> with it but during that time it, it like killed my dance you know what i mean Yeah,
0: it, it went full circle at least
1: yeah it went full circle <laughs> after that mm-hmm. so i think after getting into chiropractic school like I, I still had a really deep passion with dance but you know i couldn't do dance as much so i decided to kind of like fuse my chiropractic with like mm-hmm. dance, and it became my passion to treat dancers.
0: And that's mm-hmm. how I actually
1: started doing a lot more, like, um, like outreaches, like giving back to the co- community, especially in the arts uh, community. And uh, that's how like, you know, my outreach at like ground effects happened. Mm-hmm. And um, what else? Um, I, I also did outreaches at the Kitchener Street Open, I believe.
2: Like, oh, is it know, the one at the mall? Yeah. One
1: uh, it's like it's like Plaza. outside on this street somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. outdoor gym. I remember yeah.
0: that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like,
1: I think I did that about for good um three years, I believe, and okay. uh, yeah, and then and then now like I I got really busy with like opening up my my clinic and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff, and then and then actually it's really interesting because like even though after all the years. Uh, it's, like, 2021 now, and I still see new faces from, like, GFX that comes in and be like, hey, "Oh yeah? oh
3: yeah, okay."
1: that's why I'm like, <coughs> you because I remember <laughs> you from GFX, and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's, that's impressive, yeah.
0: So who uh, awesome. of... did you
2: battle at uh, at GFX?
3: <laughs> oh, jeez. Did
1: um,
0: you, you was... battle Anton, or is that someone you else? About... <laughs>
1: oh, I, I did, I did. <laughs> 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 like, okay, so the first crew we battled was, it's called... um I think it's Viet
2: Korea, I believe. I Viet Korea? That's, that sounds like yeah. a good
3: restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So we battled them, uh, I think that's during prelims. And then and then we won. And then we moved oh, yes. on to battling, um, uh-huh. I believe, was it Visual Assault at that time? Oh, Visual or, Assault?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we like,
1: battled Quan. I know Quan was in it. Adrian? And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's Adrian. I think we battled him mm. too. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I have to look at the video. It's somewhere on Facebook. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, and then, and then after that, we battled uh, SuperNast. And that's how we got uh. destroyed, obviously.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so if you don't know, this is a legit B-girl. This is a no, I oh, like yeah. the little dancer. Is this a is a legit B-girl? That's yeah. actually
0: helping the community right now. is legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually
2: uh, was legit yeah. helping community.
0: Yeah, so 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 mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, so so while you were treating people at ground effects in, in the in the kitchener open, what 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 was that experience like? What, what were some things that you saw like in specific in regards to injuries for breakers mm-hmm. or anything like weird?
1: Kitchener Kitchener open, I didn't do too much treatment because during that time I was still a student. But ah, okay. like because I really want to bring like the whole like the whole like the treatment aspect, like the outreaches to the breaking scene during that time i actually invited like another clinic to come
3: oh to, like, okay.
1: treat yeah so i actually connected like a clinic to treat there and then eventually when i was able to treat as an intern i like took over like the care because i was able to finally like treat but like before that during the kitchen open i didn't actually do treatment i was doing more first responders because i was already mm. first responder at oh that time. oh yeah. say
2: where i not know you did that that's crazy
1: yeah, ah, okay. yeah, I did crazy things. And... <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so like, so, uh, so at ground effects, so did, did were you able to like do like the massage therapy for the breakers or anything like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I've treated I think at ground effects probably two to three years there mm-hmm. and yeah it, it was actually really popular like it was like yeah it was non-stop that, that mm-hmm. I was like tired I was so tired yeah. <laughs>
0: damn so so how so, 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 so many breakers what, 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 what would you say that you you treated during that time like in, in like that oh, one day like yeah
1: I, I don't know, I don't know about the one day but I think um I know like because I because okay so as nerdy as, as I am you know <laughs> um every every breaker that came through my booth they had to like you know, fill out a form, right? Of what injury mm-hmm. they're being treated and all that. So I've collected data over the three years of like what was mm-hmm. the most common injury, like oh, okay. like the GTA area. Um, I think I I've seen around like eighty to ninety breakers.
0: Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sadly, there isn't that many breakers nowadays. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, God, no. Jeez. So 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 like yeah. what 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 were the most common injuries that you saw while you were there doing that?
1: Um, the most common injuries definitely neck and back.
0: Neck and back. Yeah, like neck and back
1: was probably the most common one. And even like in my research, like looking up like articles and stuff online, it seems like that's a pretty consistent finding too. It seems like Mm -hmm. most of it is spinal. Um, There were other studies that I found online that were like, you know, hands, like fingers, wrists were were the most common Mm -hmm. in the knees. But I think in terms of like, for my findings and like specifically, like I guess GTA, like I guess most of the viewers come from GTA. Mm-hmm. was like neck low back um and then it became like wrist and hands, and then ah. shoulders and then like hips and knees kind of thing mm-hmm. oh
2: yeah. wow i thought mm-hmm. it was so, the so- knees my <laughs> my experience
0: <laughs> yeah me me and uh-huh. james and dennis like all three of the the hosts before like yo our knees were <laughs> messed up <laughs> yeah,
2: it's a, a part it's a podcasting injury it wasn't a breaking injury
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> How did <does> that happen?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so, so I guess like a bit based on like uh, seeing like what breakers do, like you know, like flares, like air flares, like handstands, like footwork. Like, w- w- would you say that like um like like that th- th- that would be like the main reason why like because like, breaking is obviously you're doing very oh. unnatural movements. So, oh, like yeah, from the, that...
1: co- the yeah, the most common injuries, like what, what moves basically generate the most com- like injuries? Yeah.
3: I'm mm-hmm. assuming.
1: Uh, power moves 100, like, for sure. Like, that's, like, 50% of uh. the there.
3: <laughs> Yeah, 50%
1: of, like, yeah, I would say 40% of it is probably, like, power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, next is going to be, like, your footwork and then your freezes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, maybe more, like, intricate stuff. Like, some people still injure themselves to also, like, you know, top lock as well, right? You might, mm-hmm. like, sprain your ankle or even, like, you a get down, you might hurt your knees kind of thing.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, power for sure.
0: Ah, uh, Okay. And, and I did write this down, but, like, if you have an answer for this, so, so what, why do breakers get injured so much? So in a way, you kind of already answered that, but, like, oh. what would, you, would you have, like, a general, like, answer for that? Like, so why do breakers just get for, injured? Just for what you see.
1: Oh, like, to be honest, it's not just the moves themselves. It's, it's like, the whole mentality.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's, 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 that's it. That's it. That's perfect. That's perfect. That, that's yes, the, yes. That's the key
1: thing. That's the key thing. Like, how do you prevent these injuries, right? But first, mm-hmm. I, I, think it's, um, I think it's the mentality behind it. Like, people just think that, this is a dance form where you just, you'll be injured, you know? Like that's kind mm, of yeah. oh,
3: that's like. you're Ask
1: your friend and be like, hey, are you hurt? They'll be like, yeah, like that's normal. They'll be like, hey, are you hurt? They'll be like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> you know, and then it becomes, <laughs> yeah, it becomes normalized. Like pain becomes normalized when you're breaking pain because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just learn to like accept it. And then as, and then because like, it, it's okay for people to feel tight. It's okay for people to feel pain. And then that actually, pushes into even more injuries and that's how like breakers actually get injured it's actually probably like overtraining as well
0: overtraining like, young, yeah yeah.
1: overtraining because because i know how how long you guys train i've done yeah. it and it's, yeah. it's not one hour it's not two hours it's like three or four hours
2: yeah three or four mm-hmm. hour practices are actually killer <laughs> that should yeah. not be unless
1: yeah, you're like I would say yeah
2: sorry 1%. no no go on go on
1: yeah, so I'll, I'll probably say the most common injury, like how, how breakers get injured, is probably like overuse, like not enough rest. Mm-hmm. And then they not just like rest. really just push through it because they're not like really giving themselves that chance to really recover as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a really good point because I, I I guess I had it in my back of my mind because the mentality, like mm-hmm. like if it's in the culture to be like training even when you're injured, of course you can injure yeah. even more terrible injuries. Because I remember I remember mm-hmm. Jarek... Jerk, yo, shout out to Biba Anya. He I remember he was Jack. telling me at a jam. Like he was he had like this wrist wrap thing. He's like, Yo, man, um I'm, I'm really injured. And he's like, Yo, are you battling? He's like, Yeah, I'm battling, but I won't go on my wrist. And then and then and then when I see him battle, I see him do his like signature. Where he's like literally on a, like oh. spinning on one hand with his I'm like, What, what the, aren't you injured, bro? What the fuck?
2: Jerk had like you have a wrist injury like a bad wrist injury for like two years straight mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like dog your wrist still fucked up I'm like yeah dog like, okay, and, sure. and, and also do it too,
0: add to add to that as well because when i when i like kind of like shifted my mcl or whatever like even then like i was like oh it's not it's not that bad I'll, I'll deal with it and then i was breaking on it for like two months and it was like actually in pain whatever but, but i didn't care i just did it yeah and then i finally went to a chiro and they, and they got it adjusted for me i'm like holy shit i i, I I'd <laughs> imagine that this would have been way worse if i just kept on doing it without like getting yeah. it treated that's yeah and,
1: and it's really interesting because um like breaking like you know it, it's pretty extreme it can become pretty extreme like i think even mm-hmm. some like organizations can classify it as like it's considered like a contact sport or like a, oh
2: really a, mm-hmm. hot,
1: yeah like, it, like contact in the ground so, <laughs> Yeah. <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah nice. that, that's like their definition they said that they should be classified as collision oh, wow. or contact sports because of the system the substantial force they hit the ground with so mm-hmm. yeah that's just kind of how people see it you know, mm-hmm.
3: you know what ground
2: sense. collision sounds like a pretty good crew name i'm not gonna lie ground collision <laughs> ground, yeah. ground collision. it's like it's like ground it's like ground illusions but it's like the bad people in it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so but so yeah, obviously so like, oh yeah good yeah,
2: speaking of like overtraining like when i was younger i would go like three-hour practice at like noon Rest for like maybe mm-hmm. two hours, and then go right back to another three, like, four, or five hour practice at night. That was like the normal. That was like the Anton training. I call that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so me Jamal yeah, and Anton. I know Jamal, me, and Jamal tried to do it a couple of times, and we were just destroyed. And then Anton, he does that. That was his normal thing.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did the Anton training. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was the Anton training of practice, fucking uh, like at noon it's... for three hours, and then practice again at midnight for another like
0: four or five Jeez. hours that's the sacrifice you want to make if you want to be the best yeah, you no. yeah i i
1: don't know how people can do that because i've tried that like i would like I, I think at that time when i was when i was breaking a lot i was also doing salsa at night so i would like break mm. in the morning and afternoon and i mm-hmm. salsa at night like for, for another like five hours and like every morning i would feel like shit like i don't know yeah. how people do it like yeah, I break all day and break all night
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right perfect so now um let me see Damn, I had a question in my head that earlier. Oh yeah, now I remember now. Yeah, so also obviously like overtraining and whatnot. So what are, are there like what, what would you say would be the long term effects of doing this? Because obviously breakers, they do all this stuff when they're young, right? Now obviously mm-hmm. all of these injuries will eventually come up when they're in their forties, fifties, sixties. So like what mm-hmm. what what are some things that breakers would have to watch out for when they're older? Like what are some like long term injuries? Oh. Like I I imagine arthritis would be a huge one. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, arthritis (laughs) it could potentially be some things. Um injuries are gonna be like a lot harder to heal too, right? So for someone Mm -hmm. that has what we call like chronic injury or chronic like um it's, it's it's harder to reverse these aspects, right? Or especially if they've caused structural damage, right? Oh if there's structural damage, it's like surgery, right? I can't help you with <laughs> that. If it's structural damage, <laughs> right? Like if you you know if your meniscus is torn, like I can't help you unless you like shave it off first, or you leave it off and <laughs> then it off first. and Dang. then yeah i know we do rehab on it right to really like retrain like the muscle or like we have to remove the oh, scar yes. tissue that's been built up from like years and years of like abuse so mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just yes like it's like it could be reversible right to, mm-hmm. to some extent but like definitely it's going to take a lot longer right than someone that just injured themselves they address it immediately it goes away and then they can go back to training
2: mm-hmm. so how, so how do you um Find that balance between because obviously if you do nothing if you do nothing and then like your body will fall apart will not fall apart but it will like it's not the best for you but if you do too much you're going to hurt yourself and it'll probably be long lasting because it's all about longevity right so what is yeah. how do you find that in between or how can you mitigate uh long-lasting injuries
0: yes yes. So how oh, do you train really is, hard yeah. And, yeah,
1: yeah that's a really good question so yes yeah, so with all, all like athletes dancers in general, mm-hmm. uh, what I usually advise them on, let's say they're injured something, let's say they were injured the wrist, right? They don't mm-hmm. have to stop training. They can continue. They can do, like, you know, they can still do other things, like top rocks. They don't have to do anything, like, impactful on their wrist, right? They can mm-hmm. still, because, like, th- the great thing about, like, breaking is that it's such, like, it's such, like, a diverse city in, in terms of like so many different elements that come through it. Mm-hmm. So like like if Tom you injure one thing, yeah, if you injure one thing, you just train something somewhere else, right? Because you can yeah. still get your training through. But like, just make sure you protect the region that actually needs that extra care. Um, but to like you know like you said, how do you um, limit the amount of injuries and do more preventative and make sure that there's longevity when you're training? Make sure that you actually plan your training as well. So, so, like, you, you know, when people do, let's say, um, like, six steps, they do it in one way, like, you know, like, counterclockwise, mm-hmm. right? Instead of only training it in one direction, like, do both directions, because it trains both sides, like, very well, right? Mm-hmm. So then you're not always, like, you know, putting all your weight on one wrist, right? You're stabbing only on the left, only on the right kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help with um, also, like, longevity in terms of, of uh, like not overusing using okay. your, um, certain tenants, certain muscles as well, or or like compressing that same joint all over yeah. again, <laughs> like over and over. Um, other things that you can do is make sure that you do have enough rest. Like that's always something that like, it, it's not just like in the breaking world, it's just even professional athletes or, or like amateur athletes in general, like everyone, they just feel like they just need to train and train and train, but they don't give themselves mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. rest. between
0: so so what what, what would you you say is a suggested rest period so let's say you had like a three hour intense practice when Mm -hmm. when would be like the optimal time to do the next one would it be like 24 hours eight hours that kind of oh
1: okay i see um typically what they say is that if you're training at let's say an amateur level they usually say and and you're training pretty intensely they say that you should probably get like maybe like like two days rest right? Oh, two days rest. Uh, uh-huh. you, yeah. Two days rest out, out of like your training day, but like your training days should probably vary as well. Like, you know, you can break it down into like, there's other things that you can build besides, um, sports specific, um, training. So let's say if you want to do strength and conditioning or like, um, like, like other stuff like weight training or like uh, powerlifting or whatnot, right. Those can still add on to your you know, onto your breaking elements. They can strengthen certain aspects of your breaking, but it's just that you're not co- constantly breaking as well.
3: Right? Mm-hmm. So you can
1: vary your training. So that's definitely one thing, but like leaving like two days rest is very important. But if you're a professional uh, dancer or an athlete, like probably like three days is good because your training is even at a higher intensity. So you need even more oh, really? days rest in between. Oh, really? yeah, you need oh. even more days rest in between because okay. uh, I think people forget that when, like w- training is great because people think that when they stop training, that's when they lose everything, but it's actually not true. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's actually the rest time that actually you make the biggest gains because mm. your body actually like take what you abused and then like build on top of that. But if you don't have that time to build on top of that, like you, you won't be able to, you know, train as efficient once you, once you uh, if you just continue training and training.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. But,
2: you
0: would would that, you say Anton? that like <laughs> <laughs> so? So would you say that that would the body naturally adapt to like such a short rest? Because uh, like I guess for example, like for like Anton, like I literally see this man train <laughs> every single day. Like, what, yeah. would there be like some kind of like uh, long term like bad effects of that, or would your body like naturally adapt to that like like slower? Um, it
1: period? depends on what his training is like. So it's very it. That's the thing. It depends on his what his very what, what his mm. training, is like, right? so let's say if he's training power like three days a week right but he's doing like cardio the other days but only top rock right then he's actually giving himself like certain days of rest Mm -hmm. for like his joints or his muscles but like he's working his cardio the other days so that's Mm -hmm. like that's a great way to do it like you're still training but you're not you know you're not injuring yourself but i, I would still okay. recommend you get like you know two days rest <laughs> I
3: mean, for sure so for <laughs> yes
1: for onsen if he's uh training every day i, I do recommend he can rest <laughs> i mean he can he can he, he can have stretch days too you
3: know oh yeah, oh, yeah
2: stretches or, yeah. or like yeah.
1: training days yeah no he's
2: he's mm-hmm. we, we joke but he's very on top of his game <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> the, okay um, good of body stuff
0: now, now another thing that with, point. Now, now another problem point. with breaker is that that for sure like speaking from experience like so push and pull muscles. So breaking is the majority of breaking is all push. So like in terms of <laughs> that, so what what are some like exercises you'd recommend in order to like balance out? Or actually first let's like, what, what would be the problem of doing only push exercise and no pull?
1: Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's actually the majority of the population actually.
0: Oh really? <laughs> oh, so, so, so th- there's more, more push and no oh. pull like usually for... Yeah,
1: because like I, I do find that like even even general population it's typically more that like there's more Mm. uh people use things in front of them like pushing things and reaching out for things rather than Uh. like pull right right so in general like for for people who do more of that kind of stuff it it causes an imbalance in terms of Mm. like the muscle development as well so muscle tension muscle pattern and such like that so for for individuals that are more uh that do more push than pull like they'll probably have like um like more developed in the front rather than the back, so they'll have to actually retrain the back and really stretch out the front. Ah, uh,
0: because because I remember when mm-hmm. I went to your clinic, like one one problem mm-hmm. was like because I did so much push, <laughs> like it was like kind of something like this, and then I have to be yeah. trained. Then it would be like more back, like that. obviously yeah, it's like more extreme Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So yeah, yeah, like it's it's always good to like balance out the exercises. But I I know breaking is, is definitely more more pushing.
3: Mm. Okay. So, I, have
2: so, so, I have a question. Oh, so go 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 go. go, go. go, go. No, mine's gonna go off to something else.
0: So, oh, okay. So, so I guess what what would be like some like exercise you'd recommend for pulling for breakers
1: or like just uh, okay. So just like um the, basically the postural exercises. That's what that's uh. what it really is, right? Because like mm-hmm. a lot of the breakers, what ends up happening is they do a lot of things in the front, so they end up having this like pulled board position as well and you you see it in like fighters too like it was the same thing yeah like they have a world for shoulder yeah. position right so i i totally recommend uh basically first like oh yeah and, that, and that's the thing like a lot of breakers also look down because they do like they get down ah, to work and such like that mm-hmm. so basically working on posture muscles is important and a lot of them are in the back so like rhomboid board rolls are really good like lat pull downs are really good pull um wall angels are really good they're really good for stabilizing the scapula yeah 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 mm-hmm. those, ones. Oh, those ones okay um and like chin tuck exercises are really good so that really repositions the posture as well all right
2: so fix your form people <laughs> ladies <Yeah>. and
1: gentlemen
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um i so i weight train and i'm sure other b boys and b girls do mm-hmm. um I, I try to go not every day but i go a lot But i don't yes. um i try not to go heavy Uh, What is like a, how do I say? What is like a good uh, rule of thumb of what you should do? Like probably not go heavy or should you go heavy? Or should you just do mostly um, compound movements? Or should it be mostly machines and do, or light compound? This is kind of a random, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. So is, is this like, is there like a particular goal in mind at the end of like your-
2: I guess like what would be like diminishing returns of like if you're going to the gym and you're working out Like what would be like? It's not. It's probably not going to help you in breaking if you do like only heavy weights and just like squat a thousand
0: pounds. Oh, so so I guess the goal is to become a better breaker. Yeah. So what what would what if you go to the gym?
2: What would help you uh, at the gym compared to like what would not help you? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh huh. okay so that's a very that's a very good question yeah
2: um
1: okay so i know we're, we're going
2: that, i'm sorry i'm going off the uh the question
1: this applies to all athletes though you know um, mm-hmm. um not just the breaking world but definitely very applicable to breakers as well um i i think i i i've had a, a conversation with you about this eric about blockchain.
3: yeah Mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's kind of related to that
1: yeah 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 it's about um how do you train up an athlete right i mm-hmm. say so you want to become like professional you want to become like you know really really good right so and i'm not saying this is the best way to train this is just one um it is like one like concept in theory yeah. right that some some trainers have taken for professional athletes and like you know everyone has their own training regimen but this is i'm just sharing this because of, i learned this right mm-hmm. it's about block training so let's say you have to kind of think back about like okay when is your next competition? When is your next performance? And you have to dial back from there, right? Oh. So let's say, yeah, you kind of have to like really be very goal-oriented. It's not just um, like you have to have a goal because like you can't just go into the gym and train everything and whatever, because then it, there's, there's no set goal to to what you really want, really
3: want to do. Mm, right. So if mm. you
1: are training towards performance or competition, you kind of have to dial back and be like, okay, how many months do I have until here, Right. So let's just take, like, let's say an athlete, like, usually they start off with uh, strength training to build up their strength first. So they do like a lot of like heavy weights, like lower reps, a higher intensity, like higher weights, right? And then the breaks in between is going to be longer as well, because they need, what they need to do is they need to be able to generate that force and power to be able to lift those weights. And it doesn't make sense to do many reps of those. Um, and then once they've done let's say uh, like three to four weeks or whatnot of that, and and obviously there's still gonna be let's say breaking in between, like they'll do only like three days of weight training and maybe like like three days of like breaking or four days of breaking kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then once they've done their strength block, they transition into what we call like a power block. So it's more dynamic stuff, it's more like the power lift, right? Anything that requires like a like a more burst of uh, power and energy, so those are the things that they want to train as well. So more like it could be the same thing. Like let's say you're doing, um, uh, let's say you're doing like bench squats, right? You're doing squats, right? The strength squats, you're just going slow to go through the whole movement, and then in the power block you're doing like you're coming like down slow and then you're going up like fast kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. So you're training power at that point, but still you're incorporating that into you breaking as well you're still breaking the whole time right you, you mm-hmm. haven't stopped and then mm-hmm. when when it gets really close to competition let's say you have like about uh like i would say like maybe give it like four weeks or so like that the the, the two weeks like let's say after the, the power block you want to do like speed right it also depends on your style too right so but mm-hmm. i assume that speed will be part of it as well and endurance mm-hmm. right so you want mm-hmm. to be training more tailored to what the competition would look like like oh, how long okay, okay. the rounds are right uh, like going for speed going for like clean you know clean sets right like throwing sets down those mm-hmm. kind of things it's more directed training to the competition time mm-hmm, yeah. so then by the time you hit competition you're ready because you have like your foundation from the strength the power and then with the speed and then more uh direct training to that sport and then get into competition with that but what you don't want to do is switch those blocks around like you don't want to be doing strength training like right before your competition oh yeah <laughs> because, yeah because yeah. yeah, strength training is like it, it it slows you down in a way it, it, it uses a different type of system in your body so mm-hmm. th- that that might impact your performance. I'm not saying that it will, but there's a potential that it would. Yeah. Huh. That was a long answer yeah. to your question.
0: No, that's good. I, do, this, yeah, this, I need uh, a real I, I watch <laughs> I watch a lot of like uh, like fight like UFC fires, like how they train, mm-hmm. and that's how, that sounds exactly like the best fighters. That that's exact. That sounds exactly how they do it as well. Like they, they do mm-hmm. a lot of the work is strength and conditioning, and then like a few a few weeks before the fight is when they drill technique. And things are specific yeah to yeah, yeah. like technique
1: yeah definitely drills and technique like way closer to to there and and at that time uh i don't remember what they call it but like oh yeah they have like a week of tapering so mm-hmm. basically like once it gets close to the competition you want to rest
3: because mm-hmm. all yes. those
1: things that you've gained like you want to be able to like build on top of that during the rest period
0: Mm-hmm. okay and, mm-hmm. and this is perfect because obviously breaking is going to be an Olympics soon and you gotta have to implement yeah. a breaking regiment <laughs> in order to be the best mm. now we're oh, actually wow. running out of time on zoom so we're gonna be back after this break <laughs> yeah. all right we're back from the break and let's follow up with this question so karen what do you think of breaking being an olympics a big topic nowadays for breakers
1: <laughs> it is totally a very hot topic um i think I personally think it's an amazing opportunity for breakers to look forward to. Uh, It's not something that we've had in the past. I know there's a lot of like talk around it. Uh, I I think the biggest worry is that when this kind of opens up into like the Olympics and different audiences, it it might, the fear is that it might take away the authenticity of the dance and the culture behind it and what uh, breaking is perceived, like basically what the perception of breaking is and what it's like and what it, Basically, uh, um, affect um, how it would move forward from from the roots, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think I think uh, as long as that is preserved um, in terms of like the roots, the culture, and you know the judges, obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as well, <laughs> uh, very important. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think that that's probably very important to have, obviously. But I, but overall, I think it's a really good opportunity to really give. Um, uh, spotlight on the breaking community uh, more mm-hmm. exposure as well as more opportunity to breakers I, I think it's 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 really good actually it, it might open doors to different like pathways and growth and career mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um but uh I, I think other than that um it it, it is um be, like you know obviously like the judging aspects like yeah it, it's very important to make sure like you know like they're chosen by the breaking community. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I think that's how it should be to really understand like, because I know there's certain elements that are harder to judge and it's not, it's, it's not like, I don't think it's like any other sports in the Olympics, but because itself is an art form as well there's different characteristics that's harder like like musicality you know like originality like character like personality so those are very different outside like the athletic realm but it it is a mix of both so
0: yeah Ah, okay
1: overall still very positive Mm
0: -hmm. spoken like someone that's truly in the scene that's really good (laughs) (laughs) especially about the judging part you know because that's a really big thing but yeah i know i ain't a judge so it is what it is (laughs) All right, so we're gonna move on to fan question now. This part of the section is a lot more specific towards like certain people's injuries and whatnot.
2: Yeah, I think if so, some people had like their own, uh, just their own injuries in mind. They're like, "How do I fix this?" <laughs>
0: exactly. So, so let's start off with the first one. So,
1: mm-hmm. how
0: common are wrist in, wrist pains, and what are good stretches to mitigate them?
1: Uh, wrist pain is actually pretty common in breakers, just because they do a lot of power moves, a lot of um footwork that's involved in the art form um, if you compare wrist injuries to other dance forms like definitely uh, dancers uh, like breakers have a higher risk of that um, in terms of mitigating um, you want to make sure that you're like like I previously said you're not over training you're not overusing those same areas you're planning out your training you'd be like okay I'm allotting like 15, 20 minutes to like power but in, in this side, and then you're changing it into another like footwork and then you're going back into power kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you're basically like trans, like changing up your training uh, every single time to make sure that you're not overusing it. I know that some people, they will train like, I'm going to just only do windmills for like two hours.
2: <laughs> and that's what I did. Yeah. And that's
1: how I got injured.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually I have done that. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and uh yeah so those are the higher risk of injury but in terms of risk uh same thing uh stretches that you can do to help you because um once your forearm muscles get tight from power moves footwork whatnot freezes even right um the tightness in your forearm muscles and such it can like cause so much tension in your wrist that it it, it compacts that area so it it causes your joints to actually like compress right Mm -hmm. so then when you're actually going back into the move again you might feel sharp pains in your wrist because like that area is so like uh like compact in there so you want to make sure that you have good uh mobility and range of motion so some of the stretches that i would recommend is uh like forearm stretches like these ones right like Mm -hmm. these ones your your flexors Mm -hmm. and then your forearm extensors even like warming up your wrist before um breaking uh, and even after just to loosen up your your carpal in that area um as well as doing some wrist mobility work like just doing like like wrist mobility stuff so then you can get all the range range of motions in there just to loosen them up especially like after training um, mm-hmm. things that you can do for yourself in terms of self-care would be like if you have like a lacrosse ball you can roll it out if you have like a metal water b- bottle. You can totally roll that out yourself at home as well. And just wow. so you, it's kind of like foam rolling, but you put your wrist, before you your phone
0: Okay. Out, you mm. like, ah. Okay. What do you think about uh, those? What do you think? I noticed that some b boys they wear that like the wrist wrap thing. I don't know. They kind of like it. Kind of looks like a hand wrap, like for boxes and stuff. Like, would would that help, like breaking in that, or like that would not do anything?
1: Um, it it would. You can think of it like it, it acts like a splint. So mm-hmm. it like protects that area when it's like, like injured and whatnot. And it can prevent injury because it takes, it takes a load off your, your joints, right? But the problem with that is if you're using that for long-term and all the time, and, and then suddenly you don't use it, you, you, you become reliant on it. And it uh, might rel- oh. to, to future injuries. Mm. Uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, when people wear the, the back brace,
3: Yeah, I was
2: gonna Um, say yeah. (laughs) When they're
1: lifting at work for a really long time, and if they're so used to it, they wear it all the time, all the time because they want to protect themselves. But the moment they take it off, their body doesn't remember how to engage their core. So it is like the same kind of concept. Uh
2: Oh, Mm. so don't rely. If you have a wrist injury, wrap it up. But if it doesn't hurt. Yeah like, yeah like
1: yeah like yeah mm-hmm. like when you when you're not training you're like please don't use <laughs> don't okay use- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know i just like, i just leave the know. wrap on
2: for aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh
0: that, but- that also i just remembered because i remember freaking yi khali because he was training with ankle weights what do you think about that? <laughs> training with ankle <laughs> weights because uh, I, I told him that it's ankle like ankle stupid is- but i don't know i don't know i don't know if it actually is <laughs>
1: um so. i i think it's okay training with ankle weights i mean it's it slows down your movement on purpose so then you, you work your body harder. I, I think mm-hmm. that should be okay. And I can see the benefit in that because he has to activate more of his muscles to do so. And because weights, they're not necessarily um, strapped to you as a splint. Like, it's not meant mm-hmm. to protect, it's meant to weigh you down. Then, I, I think that should be okay. Like, I'm just trying to think of all the moves that can be possibly used with a take that, Eric. I think it
0: should be
1: okay. Yeah,
2: one point okay. for ye cow, zero for Eric. We'll just keep that up. Wah, wah, wah.
0: All right, next, one. <laughs> <laughs> next question. So, what are some good foods that would help with recovery? Like, what, what are some oh, things man. that people should eat? <laughs>
1: yeah, um. That's not my field of domain, yeah, but that, I, can, I feel like that'd be for more yes. for
0: nutritionist kind of. Yeah, yeah, more nutritionist, yeah, I
1: but uh, I can say but, like if you're recovering or anything like that, don't eat anything like like inflammatory, like fried stuff. Like sugars, or, yeah. I, I know some people mm-hmm. yeah, high sugar. Uh, obviously like salt makes you bloated as well. and then um, like, I don't know, like dairy in general like cause inflammation in your gut as well. But uh, that, that's the extent of my knowledge, so. Okay, <laughs>
0: fair enough.
1: Eat, eat real food, eat whole food, not proper mm-hmm. Eat a
0: vegetable. All, All right, one, next two, question. Zucchini. So so how do you approach treating breakers in particular as opposed to other athletes and maybe even ah, okay. normal people?
1: Yeah, so um, I think when I'm treating a breaker compared to an athlete, the concept is still the same for the most part. Uh, like, you know, anatomy is the same, but the concept's the same, you know. Um, you're like you're still trying to figure out like what what happened to the injury like the mechanism of injury what their training routine is like what their lifestyle is like and what what their ultimate goal is like and you're treating uh with that goal in mind um just like you know how when you talk about that training regimen you have to have a goal and you reset you you backtrack on how you want to do it so same thing with Mm -hmm. um with what I do in my practice um I think the only advantage of like or, or like difference in terms of like a, like treating through an approach for like a, a breaker it's like because i have the knowledge of like what is involved in this, in this art form it, it gives me a better understanding of like how it came to be and what is involved um compared to someone who has no knowledge on what breaking is and what people typically do during mm-hmm. their sessions and how long they actually train for so mm-hmm. you know it, it's just that potentially like like maybe i might have like an advantage of like providing like a faster or like a, be- a maybe a better solution right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, right okay perfect now the next question so next. what what would you say would be the best therapy or like best equipment to get for like therapy like for example would be like foam for self therapy yeah. oh, like, like what, what would you recommend yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are some good equipments like your top let's say top three or something like okay, that okay
1: my top three Um, My top three that I usually recommend, so, hmm, let me see, lacrosse balls, I always recommend. Lacrosse balls. Yeah, like TheraBands, I always recommend if they're they're doing strengthening. Mm -hmm. You know how when you talk about the pull and the push, right? Like, pull, like TheraBands are excellent Mm -hmm. for. Like, foam rolling is good, too. Like, like, those are probably, yeah, and and, and, and ice packs. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Ice packs. No, oh, ice, ice
1: packs.
0: What? What is your opinion on those like Thera guns? Like, the, cause I guess now that, that's like more of the new age mm-hmm. stuff. Cause like that a lot, that yeah. became super popular. So, what, what is your opinion um, on those?
1: Thera guns are good, but they're temporary for sure. Like, they're good if you're, let's say, you're let's say, your store from from practice. Um, you can put it on the lowest setting. It'll help, like, kind of massage it out a bit. It'll, it, it might help with pushing, like, lactic acid through faster, like, flushing those areas out faster.
3: Okay.
1: Uh, if you're like, you know, uh, like tight here and there a bit, you can definitely use them. I can, I can see like the benefit of that. But like a lot of it is, just, is temporary. It, it's just like mm. you know, yeah, it,
3: it's
1: mm. temporary. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but but it's be good. It's good at
2: would it huh? just be better just to roll it out? Just use a foam roller,
1: just roll it out. Um, I think it depends on what your goals goal is. Oh, okay. So if you're if you're sore from a, after your workout and you just want something to like kind of massage through, then like Theragun, mm-hmm. like you 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 can't lacrosse ball roll that kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Part. True. Yeah. Oh, so so, so is the lacrosse ball is it kind of is it kind of works as a similar function to the foam roller except it's more acute. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, not acute. It's more specific.
0: Specific ah okay, mm-hmm. true. All right, next question. Question: So, how often should someone stretch, and which parts?
3: Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: That's not so. For general. breaking, yeah. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. for breaking. Let's add that for breaking. For breaking. Yeah.
2: For breaking. If you were to uh, practice, what would you be like? <laughs> if you have you only have five minutes to stretch. You, you really should do this and this.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, if what you're are like only the... limited time or lazy then? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll just say uh, like, these are, are the, the stretches that you do. Uh, definitely pecs oh really that's a new one i didn't know that yeah like definitely because like footwork is for like power you use it as well ah
3: right you use -hmm. it it. um
1: yeah so definitely that uh it's good for posture too you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. because uh you know like like just shoulder like shoulder is very important in breaking as well so having like good mobility in like the back and it, it like bringing up the front of the shoulder is also very important for that. Um, hips, a hundred percent, like a hundred percent. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like,
0: know.
1: <laughs> yeah like glutes, uh, front, the, the front hip specifically, okay? Like front your hip flexors. Huh. So, yeah, so kind of like lunges,
0: like, right? Lunges would be that kind of thing yeah. that would hit it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then for, and because like, you know, back injuries is like a big thing in uh, breaking Then I would also do uh, like, uh, that's not really a stretch, I would say, but I I would do more like, like spinal stuff, like Cobra exercises. Cobra. uh, Child pose exercises. Even Mm -hmm. the ones where you like do a thoracic rotation, like the ones where you like turn to like stretch, not crack. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you you know, breakers are gonna try to crack it. (laughs) yeah, yeah no, this is you. working i'm gonna do it to another level <laughs> Done. Yeah. all right next question okay. so so best so those practices are the, those, or... are the key,
2: those are like the key ones that you should be like targeting in your stretch routines um what oh, about, yes, and, um... and
1: arms for sure forearms if you can oh, put that in yeah. There, please yeah mm-hmm.
2: what about um yeah. a post a post workout like a post practice uh stretches would it be the same. Oh, those thing? are
1: the post ones. Those are the Oh post-morms. those are the
2: post ones too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Unless unless you're asking a different question.
2: Um No. <laughs> I think. But but <laughs> if you're saying
1: just general daily stretches, like yeah, then those ones as well. They'll be like the same thing. Uh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Perfect. Now next question. So best practices for speedy recovery and injury.
1: <laughs> uh rest, <laughs> rest. <laughs> Give enough time for your body to recover um mm-hmm. like as i said, like alternate your training um eat healthier in general um yeah just i, I think that's the, that's really the biggest thing it, it's just like don't like rest the area that that is actually injured. Because yeah, <laughs> I I imagine, actually... mo-
0: imagine that most break like, again yeah, I when mean, you're talking about the mentality thing that like most breakers don't really have like a safe mentality in regards to yeah. body health so rest no. you know, you gotta rest rest <laughs> is
3: yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh yeah that and i know it's something that i remember too i don't oh yeah and it's it's actually injured <laughs> so maybe seek a
2: professional <laughs> advice yeah i was gonna mm, say yeah. go see you if you're if you're injured and it's bad go see you go see karen yeah Next, sorry, yeah, unless, unless
1: you're unless you're too far then don't drive like six hours
2: <laughs> yeah especially no, no, they should go too they should do that too <laughs> <laughs>
0: wait well, yeah, so so i, I want to ask uh i, I also add like what, what are your thoughts on like 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 you know cold showers like after like an intense practice like did, 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 would that like help or like hot showers cold showers like that kind of thing
1: um from what i've learned like just like online research Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that in general like there there seem to be like a positive you know effect to cold showers or like alternating showers right Mm -hmm. uh i think i think the thing is that it's supposed to help with like faster recovery as well Mm. right and i think like the purpose of alternating shower is that like you know when you have a cold shower it's uh it, it contracts all like you know your vessels in the body and then uh, what happens is that when you alternate into hot showers it dilates your blood vessels and it allows like uh, like huge flow of like blood flow to those areas to allow like flushing out like the waste from lactic acid and like uh, pushing in nutrition and all that kind of stuff so that, that's the concept of it um but in terms of like you know like how much benefit you get from it I I don't really know but I just know Mm -hmm, that like mm -hmm. for some people they do feel like a huge difference but for some people they don't I know that uh you guys heard of the Wim Hof method yeah 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 Yeah? no I don't don't know what
0: that is
2: I want to do that I don't know how Like I tried to do it one time I didn't understand it I'm like
0: (sighs) what's uh what is that Wim Hof it's
1: uh it's like uh i don't know if you know of the ice ice man he developed like a certain breathing method to help your body like recover faster and prevent Mm -hmm. you from like having disease and 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 oh oh, it's like a breathing it's kind of like a breathing exercise and then and then you take cold showers as part of like the regimen as well to like basically boost your immune system Mm
0: -hmm. especially at this time yeah we should be doing that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I
0: remember i remember joe rogan talks a lot about the sauna stuff and heat shock protein and all that kind of Mm -hmm. thing i I don't know like like that kind of thing but
2: yeah i heard about this guy Mm -hmm. on vice he was on vice and on rogan too what's his name
0: yeah wim hof wim hof oh okay okay i I might check that out actually that sounds interesting yeah this guy
2: he
1: climbed
0: like i think he climbed everest in the t-shirt and shorts and he was like perfectly fine Damn. yeah
2: yeah which is
1: very impressive
2: yeah, he has, like, I think, like, seven or eight world records mm-hmm. because he just says breathing yeah. in was, Yeah, it's crazy. True. Yeah, All so right. do you do that? Do you do that Wim Hof method Me? stuff?
3: Yeah.
1: I've done it. I've done it, and sometimes I still do it. Like, by like <laughs> the breathing method, I I haven't done that in a while. Like, cold uh-huh. showers, I still do it here and there. Oh, After okay. my training, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, so I I do semi like I half-ass it. <laughs> so <laughs> true, I, I true can't true. say I'm wholehearted into it. So I can't completely like you know like.
3: Have
2: you uh, noticed that have
1: uh, for it as well.
2: Have you noticed anything like a uh, like you've noticed a difference by doing the Wim Hof or no?
1: Um, or is it I, kind of I like me? T- I don't think I've tried it like long enough to really know the effect Like I haven't been mm. as consistent okay. in, in it as much.
0: Mm. yeah i think a lot of these things like it's like because it's the effects are so subtle that you can't you don't really notice it but like yeah if you do it it like, could over be like a long time, mind you would know yeah placebo is yeah. a strong mm-hmm. thing like, placebo yeah yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right next question so best way to increase range of motion on shoulders so like, oh, I, I guess okay. like what, what what would be some stretches or is, like some some like advice for that kind of thing
1: mm-hmm. so in, in terms of increasing shoulder range of motion we need to understand where the limitation is coming from because for shoulder range of motion to be limited, there could be like so many different things that's limiting it. It could be like your neck mobility because neck mm-hmm. can definitely affect your shoulder mobility. It could be your thoracic mobility, which is your upper back your mid back region. It could be your hips. it could be your posture. Uh, or it could be just, like, the shoulder itself, like, an injury. Or it could be, like, you get getting impingement in certain joints. Or you actually have a condition. Like, you have, like, frozen shoulders. And, and that's, like, a, a different issue. But if you're, like, generally, again a healthy individual, like, some of the things that you can do for yourself is, like, um, like, neck stretches are very important. Uh, pec stretches. We've, we have our, you know. Our, you know <laughs> just stretch. And a, and a, plumber, a, very, a very important stretch here. Right? That's that So, pec stretches. Uh, the sleeper stretch—it's it's, Oh <laughs> <so> Jesus! <entertaining.
2: laughs> just put them in like that. Just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleeper stretch is to help your internal range of motion, right? It's uh, you lie on the ground and then you really push your your arms through it. It helps with mm-hmm. the, like, the shoulder cap oh. here. Um, so it, helping yourself with um thoracic extension exercises. So let's say if you have like lac- lacrosse balls or like a foam roller for you to just lie on top of it to open up your back
3: um mm-hmm.
1: like like thoracic rotation exercises like turning to the side to the side right
3: mm-hmm.
1: right stretching not cracking, <laughs> not cracking. Uh, uh cross arm stretches these are really good for like the back uh muscles there um uh, aptly stretches like the ones that you reach behind your back like on both mm-hmm. sides those are really good um lat stretches in general like just bring your arm like across right ah, mm-hmm. so those are really good yeah. as well so that tackles like a, a huge Portion of it, but sometimes like it, it could be like an, a strength issue that might be limiting you in terms of your mm. uh, range of motion. So then you might mm. want to try something like strengthening work, like chin tuck exercises, like the wall angels that we mentioned earlier, wrong uh, board rows, like lat pull downs, like those are all really good as well. Uh,
0: okay. Oh, I, I guess what 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 all like specifically for like you know like share freeze like that kind of flexibility. what those are the ones kinda. that she said. Because I I, like... I would imagine so. Just like pec, I guess, I use that. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah, those yeah are
1: the back back ones, but yeah. also, uh, yeah, that one you might want to do some strengthening for your shoulder too, because it, it uh, does put your shoulder in a very uh, not good position to like pop mm-hmm. out. But like, it, as long as your shoulder is strong in that aspect, then it, it's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think definitely doing halos and chair a lot of chairs. I think that's the thing that gave you bicep tendinitis, <laughs> 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 which is which is oh. the problem that I'm currently facing yeah <laughs> and, and, and it's oh. the one that I've been going to Karen for recently so yeah. y- y'all better watch out <laughs> yeah. okay I
2: have one more off the off the uh what's it called off the list but of, of questions what is like a one move that people do like a one breaking move that some people do which is like, oh, you really shouldn't do that fear body. It's terrible for your body. Oh, like body. it
0: will like like you <laughs> <give> up.
2: <laughs> yeah, like what is like, oh, if you keep doing that, you're probably gonna dip. like like W's. I think W's for sure. W freezes. I think that's why I initially messed up my meniscuses, <laughs> both of them. So, so, oh. so, so the Ws, like a you're W. Like freeze.
0: Sort of like, kind of,
2: you're kind of like this. Like your 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 knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up. Go for it. Eric. Go for
0: it. <laughs> uh, I would, but then like it doesn't pick it up. Let's see if I can do it. <laughs> and injury.
2: Oh,
1: that okay. That yeah, well, oh, that's what I was thinking too, but I, I didn't know it had a term. But, um, yeah, that one. No, be I, that, I, I would say that's not the worst. Um, I think anything that does like suicides, you know, like those. Uh, so like yeah, intense those trauma. Are, yeah, those are very traumatic to the body. But like, <laughs> I I think one of the things if you're gonna do it, you kind of have to be really good at shock absorption <laughs> like you know how to train your body to mm-hmm. really shock absorb that like in a way that like almost like uh, i don't i don't know how you're gonna prevent yeah. like injuries from that but uh that, that would probably be one move that i would uh i would uh cut out
2: a shout out to dominic shout out to, Yikao, shout out to 4k man <laughs> don't do that shit <laughs> Those are, two, those are like three guys that have been doing a lot of shit like that. That's like their mm. whole moves right there. <laughs> uh, is that all of our questions? Our no, no, questions? no. We have
0: more. We have more. So another one okay. is, uh, what, what are some ways to protect the joints that we put a lot of stress on?
1: Ah, uh, okay. So, um, so I think one of the things is, like I said, it's uh, like don't overuse your joint. Like, the, like there's only a certain way that you can, uh injure your joints right so there is um like you actually have like like you're moving a joint in a way that it's not supposed to move uh, like mm-hmm. that's probably like one of like the, the common injuries is that you tweak a joint so let's say for your knees it, it, it's a hinge joint so it goes like back and forth so there's only one, yeah. like, one direction really right there's not yeah. much rotation to it but when people really force it into that like it, it, it can mm-hmm. cause injuries for that so I, mm-hmm. I think the first thing is like knowing your anatomy (laughs) so Mm -hmm. when your body says no like maybe uh, you should listen to that (laughs) and then if you plan to continue to do so make sure you have proper training to do so because there are like you know people who can do all these crazy like flexible moves that i i don't even know how they do but like Mm -hmm. yeah like proper training for sure for that Uh, another way people can injure their joint is through like direct impact or compression Mm -hmm. To the mm-hmm. joint, so some, something like let's say um like jumping into like a handstand, right? Like 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 really like heavy weight on certain things, so like that could be potentially can injure a joint. So really, how do you um how do you like slow that down? Like be able to like you're still able to execute the move, but like in a way that you absorb it, right? Mm-hmm. Like like I, like I'm sure you guys know what I mean. Like when you fall, like you absorb it. There's, than, a yeah, there's
0: a technique. Yeah, there's a to technique. there's a technique
1: to it. it. There's a technique. Yeah, learn to how to like, fall. Yeah, you can't just like slap into it, like that's going to like destroy your joint. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the last thing, like, like I mentioned before, it's, it's like overusing your, your joints and muscles. Like your, your muscles protect your joint. So let's say if you're overtraining, your muscles are already like tired or like you strain your muscle and they can't protect your joint anymore. Then like, mm-hmm. then you're going to injure your joint. So oh, that, that's another thing. Mm-hmm.
0: True. All right, next question. So there's a few more left. So... Top five exercises everyone sh- uh, should do at all times, or, I- wait, <laughs> the fuck, Bobby? <laughs> 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 so, bo- 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 Bobby just said this, so, top five exercises everyone should do, or, like, um, that you recommend, like, the m- if you can only the do, do these five exercises, no, stretching, stretches, five I-, I guess, uh, exercises.
1: Specific,
0: specific, like, are these, like we kind of,
1: we kind of already asked
0: that, didn't we? Yeah, but, 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 but I guess, like, just, just, like, name it, like, a fire shot at oh
1: okay this is like more like with the goal of like preventative care i'm assuming yeah yeah, okay.
0: yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. okay. just for normal um, for civilians okay or yeah like okay. for anyone sure let's do that okay okay, okay. Yeah.
1: so uh definitely like pec stretches um uh, mm-hmm. hip flexor stretches um cobra exercises um let's see uh like thoracic extension uh, thoracic mobility extension. And thoracic, like rotation, like those would right. probably cover most of the things that or yeah, the main components of what. Oh, and, and obviously, like the forum stuff, like forearm stuff. Okay. Like, I okay. think those are the main ones. I'll put a six in there. Like, forearms are pretty important for my Sure,
0: Sure. sure. <laughs> All right, perfect. And then this is for Bobby's specific problem. So he asked <laughs> brain. Why, why does he, brain
3: why... <laughs> Oh my God.
0: Yeah, so, so how do you treat brain injury? <laughs> so he asked, So I asked why does he feel a tingly feeling on his back? What well, what I guess that's like so like that oh, could be okay. anything but what well, what well, like if a if a patient asked you, let's say him, why do I feel mm-hmm. a tingly feeling on his back? What well, what what would your first know. response be for that? Um, Nerve damage.
1: Uh, yeah it could be it could be nerve (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah,
1: because usually i mean like yeah depends on which part of the back too right but um yeah usually tingling feeling is typically nerve related it Mm. could be like a circulation thing too Mm. uh, like blood circulation because they can present uh, similarly it could be uh it could be joint referral pain patterns as well so let's say if they have like a rib uh issue like, like something like a rib stuck or whatnot it can send, send pain signals that might present as a, a tingling but i think from my guess i I'm like just from that characteristic it, it's typically nerve or or like mm-hmm. uh circulation mm-hmm.
0: ah okay perfect now narrow here's carefully. a fun, here's a fun <laughs> question <laughs> so for for those of you don't know karen is very deeply into muay thai as well she's not only just a breaker <laughs> but she can beat your ass as well because she's a muay thai yeah. fighter now
2: girl um, Muay
3: Thai. You right there. You <laughs> down. Damn, there you go
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
2: dope <laughs> Doctor, so, what, what can't you do how about that that's another question
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, gotta, you gotta break them in and fix them right <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the question is so who who has a more worser body when you treat the muay thai fighters or breakers Someone who gets hit for a living, or okay. someone like who mor- breaks their body mor- voluntarily.
2: I'm more worser, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, um. Let's see. It's a really good question. I feel like,
2: or salsa dancers, or even salsa dancers, they <laughs> put them on the list too. Salsa <laughs> Yeah, they have a. better bite. Like
1: let's see. Trash. Okay, so I think in terms of Muay Thai fighters, they have. Uh, very bad posture
3: <laughs> like any they, boxing like,
2: kind of
1: like any like fighter kind of like they have the fighters much... yeah they have fighters the coach, fighter right? fighters got, coaches, the fighters they gotta
2: be ready for any time you know
1: yeah like they i would say in terms of posture wise like they they have to take that category
3: like, in terms of like, <laughs> mm, so like for
1: sure for sure 100 percent. um but 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 breakers have their own other issues that I think they might have more structural damage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that sounds worse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like their, their shoulders bubbles. sometimes, yeah. Like they've like dislocated their shoulders. What? Have, like,
3: oh, god, yeah, 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 no, that's
2: normal for breakers, yeah. <laughs> they have, like, what like
1: torn their meniscus? And oh, yeah, yeah. hello, I like, like, blew their Achilles, you know. Oh, yeah, like that. that's
2: also
3: me, <laughs> yeah.
1: They like <laughs> their like fingers, but yeah, um, yeah, I think you guys are equal in different categories. It's like, but like, you, like, <laughs> you guys trash. are so both trash, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I'm, not, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Structural damage, another dope. That sounds worse. Right <laughs> Structural <laughs> damage.
0: That sounds <laughs> like a dope crew name. So 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 uh, to to add up onto that. So so like uh, who who has a more healthier body, breakers or just regular folks that you see on your clinic? Because obviously, even though breakers, they're like generally they're pretty fit. But like we have a lot of like injuries and stuff. But and then you have a regular person who might not be as fit, and their just bodies just like mm-hmm. regular, made from sitting down too much. Like who has a healthier body? his bodies. Office bodies or breaker bodies?
1: Actually, you know what? It, it's ca- it's kind of like a mix. Because one mm-hmm. of them is extreme sitting. And they're bad in their own terms. Like, there's a lot of things to fix. But that's due to, like, inactivity. And that's, like, sitting for too long. A lot of it's postural related. And it, they come with a different set of issues. They come with, like, mm-hmm. like headaches. Like, chest pain. Like, hip pain. Oh, like, God. back pain. And, and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. But breakers, like, they're definitely more active. I've seen breakers that have, like, amazing, like like very healthy body because they take mm-hmm. really good care of themselves right because they, that's their priority right and that's when you, like, you know their performance is going to excel right but for breakers who don't take care of their body like that's a, that's a different question <laughs> um, yeah, so right. they, they come with their different set of issues so i, I yeah like i said like i think that maybe breakers have a bit more issues because they have oh. different injuries <laughs> here sites here and there whereas like People who sit at a desk, they have like a certain type of like issue, but like breakers are like, it could be a risk. It could be a shoulder. It could be an ankle. It could be like mm-hmm. a neck, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell, that, I'll I'll tell, tell probably, that to the I'm children's, not... the parents and the <laughs> children's about that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so on top, on top of another question, just like that, we both gave consent. We both were allowed to say this, or we <laughs> you allowed to say what you want to say. Which one? You were both treated, you treated both of us, which one of us two has like the most uh, structural damage?
0: So of the so of the two of us, who is in a worse condition? Yeah, who's in a worse condition? Who's, who's oh, the most
2: structural? Okay. We, we, yeah, we, we both allow you to say this. Yeah.
3: I would say.
0: So who's in a worse oh, condition?
3: Okay.
2: Come on, come on, me, not me, not me. It's going to be me, bro.
1: I would almost want to say, like, Eric.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Damn. <laughs> no. Why?
1: James, Why me? No, I want to be the one.
2: <laughs> I'm such a loser. <laughs> so,
0: so you're saying, I, I'm going to live shorter than James. It's all good. <laughs> that...
1: <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> Why me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> cause, cause, uh, cause, I think, uh, cause you you train like pretty insanely a lot. That's true. That's true. But like not, but yeah. like out even outside of breaking, like you train like boxing yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like, you do all yeah. other like training, like workout stuff. So I think that mm. adds up. like for you, it's more it's sure. definitely in a category of like tr- almost overtraining, if and if not uh, oh Yeah.
2: So I'm just, I'm just. So my laziness has actually helped me. In my- <laughs> <laughs>
3: Same word.
0: As you can see in uh, James' Zoom name, Lazy B-Boy. Yeah. yeah. True. Be
2: a lazy B-Boy helps. Don't do too much.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, that was perfect. Oh. I, 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 I had right. a feeling it'd be that. I had a feeling it'd be that. No. Yeah, I, I thought I would've won, man. I thought my body sucks. <laughs>
1: nah, it's nah, my it's personality. Not worst. It's not the word. It's
2: just my personality. That sucks, I
1: mean, I guess. like, I think... First presentation, I thought James would be worse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so you got you got that. But then, uh, <laughs> then, then <laughs> you
0: know, Well It's all you know. it's all about what's within, not what's outside, yo. So I'm worse inside. <laughs> I'm worse
2: right. on I'm worse to look at. Okay, that's even better. Thank
0: you. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, thank here, you here. so much. All right, here's the last question. Oh so, a little more. This is one I just asked. So why is Nexus Massage the clinic for breakers? Yeah.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Well, (laughs) how should I answer this? (laughs) Well, first, because... Well, cause I work with breakers already, so I already know. I already know what's going on. So,
0: <laughs>
1: so, and if you trust Eric and you trust James, then you should be able to trust me. No,
0: that like I think I believe Anton is uh um what what was shadowing oh, you, right? Yes. And so Anton from Psycho yeah, yeah. Schematics, your rival James.
1: He's actually working at Nexus now too.
0: Mm, oh
2: really? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's oh, the, front oh, are yeah. the front desk. Oh, you
1: guys at the front desk?
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> like he, i guess gonna
1: see he him he on Monday dad. when I show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, hell yeah, you know, respect maybe, him. Maybe one day he'll be a chiropractor nexus. You Who knows?
2: Exactly. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get me back. He's like so you call me a biter, eh? And he just <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> deck you, while you,
0: deck you while he's yeah. doing a, a spine adjustment to turn you paralyzing. Damn. That's like, I finally oh got your ass back. Yeah. So, no, he's so again, a good guy. Next, He's is really so so whenever I always feel that whenever you're going towards like let's say like a clinic or like for anything like it's always good that the person doing the care has done what you've done. Like that's yeah. like obviously breaking is such a niche thing. Not too many. Mm. I'm pretty sure she's like one one out of like a hundred yeah. or one thousand chiropractors that break. So yeah. if you have someone from coming from that perspective, they know exactly where you're coming from. Know exactly how you got that injury. So next yeah. massage, they have that for sure. And of course. She has a huge clientele of breakers as well. Ground illusion, us, and like, a lot of bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. So that's why next yeah. massage the place, yo.
2: So my like experience, like I had my knee problem from last year. I think like, when we started the podcast, I had a knee problem. I wasn't really breaking. I was seeing a physiotherapist I got reviewed or referred for my doctor. And that uh, she was, I was like, yeah, I got a dancing. And like it, it's actually dancing, it's breaking, like, you know, I was trying I wasn't trying to explain she didn't I don't think she understood that it wasn't like, oh, I was fucking around, I was drunk at a party and like hurt myself. It was like, no, mm-hmm. this is I'm actually training. <laughs>
3: like, yeah, yeah. like
2: I do this, like you don't understand. She's like, Yeah, you just, you know, touch your toes or do some cafe like raises. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't understand what I do on a
0: daily basis. Yeah, so, <laughs> <exactly>. You, got, <laughs> you like, got someone with that. Per, with per, you have two minutes left, yeah. so let's do it quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so basically, I told was this and he's like, oh, you should go to Karen, blah, blah, blah. And that's how I found out about this. And I will highly, highly, highly recommend going to karen for for fucking anything it's
0: the the clinic of the it's just breaking podcast and if you're a fan go to her as well baby let's go
2: yeah
0: (laughs) all right karen so so this is near the end of the podcast so any shout outs to anyone or anything or your clinic as well let's go Uh... shout
2: out shout out to the um the karaoke music
0: in the background Oh, you can hear that? <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, My parents are <laughs> doing <laughs> karaoke. You know Vietnamese parents. I know Karen is Vietnamese as well. <laughs>
1: I actually don't know Vietnamese. I I I have a Vietnamese last name though, so I don't. Oh, true, <laughs> Yeah. No, but uh, but I, I just want to give you guys a shout out. Like, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you. And, thank you so um, much. Yeah, like for me, I love doing a lot for like the breaking scene. It's something that I've mm-hmm. always wanted to get back to. So thank you for making me a, me a part of you guys.
0: thank you all right thank you so much karen and that was episode 37 of the it's just breaking podcast now this is a podcast to listen to because karen will help you with all your problems with this episode let's go all
3: right
0: thank you so much karen thank Thank you. you all right yo peace